Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And this is Greenville attorney Rob Inario. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Sarah. So Alex Murdoch took a real grilling on Friday, uh, what do you, what do you think? In like a lion and out like a lamb. He came in very strong on direct, um, and Friday Creighton came in and really focused in on the details of his lies and his overall honesty. And what was very telling was on the redirect, when Jim Griffin um, asked a few follow up questions, there was nothing of significance. Um, it's kind of telling when the redirect doesn't come back to the well, nail. Wait, hold up. What is real quick? What is a redirect? Oh, so, so upon the first line of questioning, if I was to call a witness to the stand, that would be a direct line of questioning. Okay. And then the solicitor would ask cross-examination. After the cross-examination, I get to redirect. I get to go back on direct and ask my witness more questions to clarify or explain away some of the answers that may have been given during cross-examination. And there was a very weak redirect, I think. So, you know, when when I talked to you uh, last week, I, this was Friday before, you know, the testimony, um, you told me that, I mean, Alec Murdoch was maybe starting to wrap some of these jurors around his finger. He's telling the very sad story of losing his wife and his son and some of the jurors are reaching for tissues because you know they're choked up um that it seemed like alec murdoch was maybe wrapping these people around his finger do you see any demeanor changes in the jury after friday's testimony or during friday's testimony um i think alex started during the cross-examination to give a lot of wishy-washy answers and was not very strong and that was something that the jurors started to Forget about the day before. Forget about the emotional connection they had. And now here's a guy who can't even agree to such things as you were a successful lawyer, weren't you? I I don't know if I would agree with that. Um, he's, he's trying to talk his way out of a situation 
by coming with whatever comes into his mind at the time, and he gives very strong answers to, no, I didn't kill my wife and child, but gives a wishy-washy answer to, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was successful. I, I wouldn't say I was prominent, although his family ran the whole 14th Judicial Circuit for almost 100 years. So I think the jury's starting to see that he squirms when he's backed into a corner. So um, what can we, what should we be looking for today uh, in the Alec Murdoch trial? Today we're going to have a couple more technical witnesses, and this is going to be the defense's battle of the bulge. It's going to be their last hurrah. The uh, Creighton did a very good job narrowing down the timeline, and we're going to have to rely upon technical witnesses to dispute that timeline to show that the cell phone data has margins of error of several minutes. So does the cell phone data, margins of error of several minutes and several feet, a number of things like that. And then the state has said they're going to call a couple of rebuttal witnesses. Um, this may be Cousin Eddie. It may not be. It may just be a couple of other folks to clarify that you know, under no point in time was Alex under pressure from SLED. I think that was – if there was a mic drop moment from Friday, so to speak, um, Waters had Alex to say he didn't trust – he started lying because he didn't trust lead because of the gunshot residue, because of his previous instances with lead and the pills had made him paranoid. And then Creighton plays the body cam from the first officer on the scene who was just a responding deputy to a 911 call, not a homicide investigator. And from that very first moment, Alex was lying. Do you think the jury's buying this whole, oh, I was paranoid because I was taking you know, pills illegally, um, so I just kind of lied about the timeline with my dead family and when I last saw them? I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think the jury's going to buy that because where was this paranoia when Alex was at the hospital using his badge? Where was this paranoia? When he was going around with pockets full of pills, he said he always had a pocket full of pills on him. He didn't have paranoia through any of that. It only The paranoia only comes in when now he's talking to SLED. Um, I just I don't see that. I, paranoia doesn't pick and choose. Paranoia is constant, and I don't see constant paranoia here. So tell us how this uh, how this is going to go. Um, when do you think they'll they'll wrap up, and what can we expect next? Um, estimates are that they're going to wrap on Wednesday. Um, that would be probably good. That should hopefully give both the state and the defense time to put in their closing arguments before Friday, and then the jury will have the weekend to let all that sink in before they go back and do deliberations um, on Monday. At least they'll have a weekend break to figure it out. I thought it was interesting that uh, Harputlian had asked if they could do a split closing, meaning that two attorneys argue the closing. Jim would argue half. Dick would argue half. And that's generally not allowed in South Carolina. To me, that spoke that I think they were going to try to filibuster the jury and talk and talk and talk until they were bored and didn't want to hear anything that came afterwards. Because they'll be this, the defense should be giving the first closing argument in this situation. So the I think they wanted to bore the jury to a point where they couldn't listen to Creighton. Um, <laughs> after they were denied 
the uh, opportunity to split the closing. Then they want to do a two-hour limit. So I think at that point they want to – they can't filibuster. They want to make sure that the state has to wrap within two hours, and I think that they've got enough that they could do that. So any – and I don't mean to put you on the spot, Rob Inario, and, and uh, Rob is, of course, a local Greenville attorney. Um, but if you had to guess – given that you have been through this many times, you know, waiting a jur- on a jury to deliberate on your client, guilty or innocent, um, what would your guess be on what the jury comes back with? I'm leaning towards guilty now. Um, I think I think Alex is being as wishy-washy as he was, not giving concrete answers on cross-examination, is hurting him. Um, and then at one point, Creighton had said, um, you know, kind of wrapping everything up, so, um, and, and this is the quote. So, Mr. Murdoch, there were 12-year-old, five-foot-two people that just happened to know Paul and Maggie both were going to be at Moselle on June 7th, that knew they would be at the Kennels alone on June 7th, that knew you would not be there, but only between the times of 849 and 902. They show up without a weapon, assuming they're going to find weapons and ammo. They commit this crime during that short time window, and they travel the exact same route that you do around the same time to Almeida. Is that what you're telling this jury? To which Murdoch replied, you've got a lot of factors there, not all of which I agree with, but some of which I do. So there's now roughly a 13-minute window, and that it's almost too perfect. It's too perfect for it to be anything but Alex Murdoch. But on the other hand, you only need one juror to say, yeah, I don't know, not beyond a reasonable doubt. And, I mean, if I was the defense today, I would absolutely hammer, look— um, there is only circumstantial evidence here. Um, and I know they're having some crime scene people uh, come back. Is that correct? I, I read that. I assume it's correct. Um, I, I would assume that that is correct. Yes. Um, so something to keep in mind is circumstantial evidence is as good as direct evidence. And beyond a reasonable doubt doesn't mean beyond all doubt. I think Creighton in his opening did a very good job of saying if you're inside and you hear the wind and you see flashes of light and claps of thunder, when you go outside, everything is wet. You can reasonably assume that it rained, although you did not directly see water falling out of the sky. So it doesn't need to be beyond all doubt. It just needs to be beyond a reasonable doubt. And that time window is small. Um, something else that really stuck out with me is Alex remembered very keen details on how the golf cart would be parked and you know the way – He drove down there, but he doesn't remember his last conversation with his wife and child, or at no point did he tell his surviving son that, by the way, I actually did see your mother and brother moments before they were killed. Um, That's that's big. I don't know how you could not remember your your last conversation with your loved ones and the details of the last time you saw them, given that an hour and a half later he discovered their bodies. Everything should have still been fresh. And some memories were very, very concrete, like what he was wearing that day. But he doesn't remember his last words with his wife and son. So I think the jury's got enough there that while there may be a doubt left, I don't know if there's any reasonable doubt left for the defense to expound upon and to argue to their advantage. Amen to that, Robinario. Let's show. We'll see uh, how it comes out. Going to be interesting to see how long it takes the jury to decide, too, if it's quick or it goes on for a long time. Uh, Rob, thanks for joining us this morning on 1063 WORD. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. They messed up their own states or sat by while other people did. And now they want to come here and move in and then probably immediately begin telling us how to do stuff. Should they pay a pre-damage tax? A Yankee tax? South Carolina state legislator says they should. He's filed a bill to do it. Now we don't know if it'll pass, but you know, I think anything that would put more money uh, in the good old boys' pockets up there is going to get a look. They love to tax. And normally I'm not for it, but I don't mind this one. I don't mind this one. So it'd be, uh, two, it'd be an extra $250 charge if you're from out of state when you get a new car registration, you got a registered car when you get here, and also another $250 when you get a license if you're coming from out of state. It's just a one-time thing, unfortunately. Um, and the ostensible reason is, well, they're coming down here. We've already paid for the infrastructure. We paid for the roads. They need to help us catch up. But really, it's punitive. And I don't mind. I don't mind. Look, first of all, when I moved here nine years ago, I would have totally paid for paid it happily to escape the People's Republic of Charlotte. 
That place was getting nuts. But I think you should have to pay it. People are going to disagree with me on this. I think you should have to pay it as a punishment. A sort of fee for what you didn't do, a tax, if you will. What you didn't cut. You obviously let the place you came from get out of control. And now you have to flee your home. There should be shame in that. Either you voted wrong. Or you didn't keep up with what other people were doing and try to make some changes at home. And now you're fleeing. And here's the, here's the problem. This might have not actually been needed four or five years ago. But the whole population center of the country is literally being shifted by people fleeing blue woke areas I, i'm amazed but we are seeing something we've never seen before for the first time in this country the population center has shifted from the northeast where it's always bad and that was because you know it's where immigrants come in it's where you know it's sort of the hub of business up there um to the south first time ever reuters just did an article on it a few weeks ago never happened before that the population center of america is now the south and continues to shift as the u-hauls continue to roll Number two population center was always the West. Not anymore. People like, I, well, I, give, I give up. I can't live that way. Can't live with that level of chaos. And they're moving here. South Carolina is the number four destination in the nation after in this order. Florida, Texas, North Carolina, and then us. 96,000 additional people moved in last year. Well, that would be a lot of money. So, I mean, if they're going to shift the entire, so it's not just, you know, people moving in or more people moving in. We're talking about a shift of the whole population center in our direction. Thanks to the policies of the left and the misery that they create on a daily basis. So, yeah, I think you should pay up. Heck, raise the thing. Maybe they'll just, you know what? Maybe we do that. They'll just stop at North Carolina and they won't, they won't come down here. Or maybe they'll roll right through and hit Florida. So I don't know. Uh, Going to be interesting. Did you see this? Former Reuters science reporter covered um, the environment for Reuters for many years. Says, the, you know, the, the news service Reuters, says the media is lying about CO2 and the climate crisis. I don't know, you and I know that, but for him to figure it out, it's a pretty big deal. His name is Neil Winton, and he's a former science tech reporter and editor at Reuters for 32 years. He says he had access to all the top minds in those fields, as well as uh, the studies and the data that they produced. And he says, look, when I took the job, I was all in, man. I was going to go, I took that job, so I was going to save the world from climate change. Man-made climate change, anyway. Climate's always changing. He said at first he believed the hysteria from the activist and that as part of his job he had access to all the world's best scientists and that they convinced him otherwise. He said, when I became Reuters Global Science and Technology Correspondent in the mid-1990s, the global warming story was one of my top on my agenda. See, right there is the problem. You shouldn't have an agenda. You should just go out there and figure out what the truth is. But anyway. Uh, he said already by then the media was scaring us, saying uh, we would all die unless humankind mended its selfish ways and got rid of capitalism. He says carbon dioxide was the culprit and had to be tamed, then eliminated. He said, I had no reason to think this wasn't established fact, but I was wrong. My Reuters credentials meant 
that I had easy access to the world's finest climate scientists. To my amazement, he says, none of these, none of these climate scientists would say categorically that the link between CO2 and global warming, now known as climate change, was a proven scientific fact. Some said human production of CO2 was a probable cause. Others that it might make some contribution. Some said CO2 had no role at all. Everybody agreed that the climate had warmed over the last 10,000 years as the Ice Age retreated, but most weren't really sure why. The sun's radiation, which changes over time, was a favored culprit. So what is he saying? Well, you know, we, we the media, might have presented it to you as settled science. Everybody agrees, but he's like, nah, they don't agree at all. That was a lie. Um, and he says, this is, this is a huge problem that there's nobody in the media willing to challenge this as we base our entire electric, you know, philosophy, our grid philosophy, our energy philosophy on it. By the way, we're going to get into this later on in the show. The Wall Street Journal warning again over the weekend. We are unplugging coal and natural gas fired facilities that we get energy from so fast without replacing them that we're going to be in a world of hurt by 2030 if we continue at the rate we're going. You cannot unplug sources of energy without replacing those sources of energy. We're not. We've got this vague idea that later on, well, we'll do some solar, some wind. It'll be great. Okay, but you're unplugging the plant now. You're unplugging the natural gas. You're unplugging the coal. Okay, so like, what are you going to replace them with? Oh, is pretty much the answer. And we're headed toward doom. And what's interesting, the Wall Street Journal was specifically addressing the East Coast with this. Wait do you said, wait do you see who says, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to have enough energy to power our homes or our cars at the rate we're going. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Well, the media doing their best shock face. <gasps> Did the Department of Energy just admit they have intel? They have come into intel. They have discovered that maybe, maybe COVID did come from that Wuhan lab after all. I'm sorry, where do I go to get my social media accounts back. The time I did in Facebook jail for writing that years ago. Where does anybody go to get that back? Unbelievable. Did you see this? Uh, Facebook saying, uh, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to stop censoring now. Anybody who wants to have a debate about where it came from. Do you remember who the chief censor was here? 
It was Anthony Fauci. We have the emails back and forth between Mark Zuckerberg and Anthony Fauci. It's Fauci and him talking, yeah, we're just going to knock everybody out who wants to question where to, where the, uh, you know, where, where COVID came from. And if anybody nails this this morning, just the, the I, I, unbelievable story here. The government go, oh, by the way, yeah, that COVID origin thing, yeah, that was true. Maybe. Yeah, we suddenly discovered that we we might have intel on that. Really? Here's Joe Concha on Fox News. He's a media critic, and he nails this. And you look back on all the coverage, there wasn't a hint of curiosity, Ashley, about the lab league theory when it was first presented by Senator Tom Cotton. It was immediately dismissed as a crazy conspiracy theory, and any talk of even entertaining this idea had to be shut down, right? We had to believe the Chinese communist government instead, because they're always on the up and up. Uh, it, it, this is what they do in North Korea. Yeah, it's exactly what they do. And we were all torn apart. I, I posted a piece on how long it took to come from Wuhan. I got censored for that on Facebook. Look at this headline. New York Post. Folks, uh, New York Times, excuse me. If, if, if you are one of my toxic trolls and, and you're still using the New York Times, the Washington Post as a source, why? I mean, at some point, you got to admit you have no self-respect. These people just lie to you. Headline, New York Times, boy, this didn't age well from 2020. Senator Tom Cotton repeats fringe theory on coronavirus origins. Fringe theory. Uh, Okay. This would be the same New York Times, but they they got that wrong. This would be the same New York Times that, and I'm still not over this, when Dr. Andrew Huff, who was the second in charge at Echo Health Alliance, came forward in December. Everybody's pretending this didn't happen. Fox News did a little coverage on it, good for them. The rest of the mainstream media completely blacked this out. Published a book, Dr. Andrew Huff oversaw the work at the Wuhan lab. He moved the money for the Pentagon. We know this not just from him, but from Variety Fair or from Vanity Fair, excuse me, moved the $39 million from the Pentagon, the money from Anthony Fauci, right into that lab. A Chinese bioweapon lab run by the Chinese military, a fact admitted to repeatedly by the media before you couldn't say it anymore that it was a bioweapons lab. But if you go back to articles from 2017, 2018, they call it that because it's what it was. I mean, think of the horror of just that. The Pentagon is running $40 million through a Chinese bioweapons lab? Why? Why are they doing that? Well, Dr. Andrew Huff's like, hold on, I know, I know. I was the number two guy in charge of Echo Health Alliance, and my job was to oversee the creation of the COVID viruses at the Wuhan lab. Oh, by the way, he says, in his Simon & Schuster published book from the first week of December, it comes out. Oh, by the way, we made COVID-19 and it got out. Sorry about the 6 million dead people. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it. And just to make double, triple sure everybody knows, he signs a sworn confession 
and sends it to every member of Congress just in case they miss his book, which you can buy on Amazon. Again, this is the number two in charge at Echo Health Alliance. But just to make sure there's no confusion, he puts all the documents out. Here, see, look, I can prove gain of function. Yeah, we took these like perfectly harmless bad viruses, weaponized them, make them extra catchy, and to make sure they infected humans and killed some. We did that. And then it got out. Sorry. And look, I think this guy's just trying to cash in and go whistleblower ahead of Congress finally getting all this stuff. He's protecting himself. He's protecting himself. Here he is on Jesse Waters, and you'll hear in the beginning of this, Jesse Waters gets the part wrong. He does, it scuffed, Dr. Scott, I'm sorry, Dr. Andrew Huff didn't actually work at the Wuhan lab physically. He just moved the money and um, organized and oversaw all the research. Here he is trying to tell anybody who will listen, and we're acting today like, oh, wow, disclosure from the energy department. It might have come from the Wuhan. No, we know it came from the Wuhan lab. Stop pretending. Why do we have to pretend on everything? Here he is on Waters. Dr. Andrew Huff's a scientist who actually worked inside the Wuhan lab, and he says COVID was man-made. He's also the author of the new book, The Truth About Wuhan. So COVID is man-made. You're a thousand percent positive. Oh, I'm a thousand percent positive. And there's one thing I'd like to clear up here real quickly. I never stepped foot in China. I never actually worked at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I was an executive at EcoHealth Alliance, and we funded uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology and managed the relationship and all the work that went on there. So you, fund, um, you, you funded doubt, it is, and you managed the work there. So you had to have known what was going on. What tells you that this thing was man-made? Well, it's simple. It's all in the documents that I have my position, possession, which I released on Twitter today. My handle's A-G-H-U-F-F, A-G-Huff on Twitter. Uh, your audience and listeners can go download those, those documents and look at them yourself. Um, in the, emerging, the understanding the risk of bat coronavirus emergence proposal funded by Dr. Anthony Fauci, it very clearly lays out the gain-of-function work that we were doing at that laboratory and also with UNC with Dr. Ralph Barrick. There's no question. And what the, the big psychological operation of the cover-up has been for the U.S. government in this whole debacle is trying to, to uh, confuse people with this complex virology. And what I do in my book um, is I explain this very simply in layman's terms so a high school student can understand what happened and how this went south. So even I can understand it. I appreciate that. So why are they covering this up? I mean, if they did it, own it. Well, I mean, look at this. I mean, millions of people are dead. A bunch of different, I mean, this sounds like an Alex Jones conspiracy theory, but a lot of um, very wealthy people, high wealth individuals uh, and uh, corporations around the planet took advantage of this man-made disaster to restrict freedoms, our way of life. I mean, they're, they're using it to exert power and control. And, you know, why not take advantage of a good disaster? I mean, that, that's sort of the old saying here. Um, but really... By the way, I don't trust that guy. He oversaw the creation of COVID. He's like, oops, sorry, got out. And then he admits this. He's FBI. Actually, this is a criminal epidemiologic investigation. I'm actually trained as an FBI criminal epidemiologic investigator. That's actually a thing. There's very few of us, but I'm one of them. 
Again, this is not some crackpot conspiracy theorist. This guy's book was published by Simon & Schuster, a very mainstream publisher. And the reason they published it is simple. He is the number two at Echo Health Alliance. He moved that money for the Pentagon. Vanity Fair said 39 million bucks. He did it. He's a guy. He's got the documents. He's put them out on Twitter. And everybody ignored that. The mainstream media, anyway, not Fox News. And now they're doing shock face. Like, oh, really? We had no idea it might have come out of the Wuhan. I mean, so fundamentally dishonest. Do you see this? Outrage. Because what is an outrageous today? The things we should be outraged about, nobody is. Or not enough people are. Things that aren't really that outrageous at all, people are all up in arms about. It's all backwards. Do you see this Ohio pizzeria? Goes viral with a blunt sign. It was a help wanted sign. Um, And it simply says this. Not uh, now hiring non-stupid people. So stupid person discrimination. No stupid people need apply. Okay. Well, they say the point of this is obviously marketing campaign to get more attention, uh, so they can get more applicants. Because you know, it's hard to find people to fill service industry jobs right now. It's really only the kind of jobs we're still creating as a society. And people can't afford Biden inflation when they work in one, so they just don't bother. But um, new sign seeking non-stupid people. Okay. couple of things. It, people reacting in outrage. It, to react in outrage, you're almost admitting you're stupid. I don't know that you'd want to do that. I'm not sure about this approach of just banning, you know, stupid people. Because you don't have to be that smart to do a lot of these jobs. And I mean, I personally am more afraid of highly intelligent, lazy people. You know what I'm saying? They're going to spend their time trying to figure out how to get the most money out of you for the least amount of work. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take a stupid person who's a hard worker over them any day. So I don't know. I don't know how well thought this thought out this was. Uh, And I'm not sure how bright the owner himself is. God bless him. He says in protest, and there was massive anger in protest. I guess by stupid, I guess stupid people are mad. I don't don't know who's mad. That's be my question. Who's mad here? They don't say. But somebody is. Massive protest, including one individual who ordered um, $150 in pizza and then canceled the order. So the owner had to bring the food to a local shelter. Okay, you got to be pretty stupid to take an order for $150 worth of pizza without prepayment. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure what to make of this, but uh, I hope he finds somebody to work here, preferably someone who's not smart and lazy because I think they are the most dangerous. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 